Hello, hello, and welcome to this week's show. We have arrived to the last um, segment of our three-part series. And this one is titled Email Sequences That Nearly Everyone Either Gets Wrong or Doesn't Do. And so we're going to talk about the four additional email sequences to create in your business to one, make your life a lot simpler. Once you get them created, they're one and done. And then it also offers a top-notch experience to people that purchase from you, want to do business with you, or are already in the process of doing business with you. So without further ado, let's dive into this week's episode. Hey there, I'm Elisa Connor, ex-corporate marketer turned entrepreneur. And along the way, I made all the mistakes just so you don't have to. Chances are you have a pretty full career. You've got experience, expertise, and probably a whole lot of education. The problem is people can't find you. This is why each week on the Second Act Entrepreneur Show, We feature expert education, marketing insights, and mindset shifts that are going to help you create a profitable business so you can secure your legacy, ensuring that you thrive not only in your first career, but also your second act. Welcome. Email marketing is the best way to captivate and enthrall your audience, as well as build trust with them. Yet, I've heard from so many people, it's so hard to write emails. Well, I'm here to tell you there are some fun and exciting things on the horizon that are going to help you do just that. But to get you started, I've created a brand new guide that helps you create that first sequence. It's your your welcome sequence, which basically is a hi, great to meet you. So good to know you. Here's a few things that might help you out kind of sequence. Yet people struggle with writing. I get it. It can be like banging your head on the wall or staring at a blank screen and going, I have nothing to say. And that stinks. So I've made it easy for you. You can get access to this guide for free over at alisaconnor.com forward slash email guide, all one word, and you can grab your copy today. So if you're struggling with writing that welcome series and you don't know what to say in those first few emails to build rapport and trust with your audience, you're, you're going to want to go grab this guide. It was created with you in mind to make it easy for you to get this done in less than an hour. So go grab the guide today at alisaconnor.com forward slash email guide. And I look forward to seeing you in my inbox. So today we are diving into part three of our three part series. If you've missed the other two parts, you can find those um, links to listen to part one and part two, where we talk about seven other different email sequences to create for your business. Um, In episodes 157 and 158, those are on my um, website at alisaconnor.com forward slash podcast. The first set of uh, email sequences that we talked about were ones that you want to have created first in your business. These are the ones that are going to help you build rapport, build connection, create conversation. And so those are handled in episode number 157. And then last week's episode, we talked about four different email sequences that people usually don't think to create. And these are ones that will help things run more smoothly, um, keep your email list fresh, and also make sure that the people that you're emailing regularly are interested in in hearing from you and have um, the potential to move forward. So you may be wondering, what are we talking about this week? Well, we're talking about all of the other sequences that you create that generate sales. And these are probably the ones that everybody wants to start with. But if you don't have those nurture sequences set up and those other um, sequences that we talk about in episode 157 and 158, 
you're going to be hard pressed to get people to move forward with actually buying. Because if you've listened to the show long enough, you know, people need to know, like, and trust you before they're going to purchase from you. And so the more opportunities we give them to do that, the higher the likelihood that they will say yes, take out their credit card and make a sale. So let's dive into the four remaining sequences for um, business owners, coaches, consultants, and online course creators. So the big one, you do a lot of email sequences and um, activity, marketing activity to get people to purchase. But what people do not do is actually welcome their new subscribers and make the buying experience something that's worthwhile. And so your purchase sequence is something that that uh, automatically goes out to buyers and it includes some really pertinent information. Now, typically we will have on our checkout page or our sales page or even a thank you page after they purchase a bunch of information. But what happens if they don't, if they just click out before they ever read that information and then they don't get access to whatever it is Um, that you're trying to share with them. And so this is why an email sequence is really um, important because when somebody purchases, that is the prime opportunity for you to stay in front of them, make sure that they know that they've made a good decision and even better um, support them. So they're getting results and they become an advocate for your brand because what's better than someone else telling somebody who might become a customer, how great you are. Not much. And that's free marketing and advertising. So we definitely want that to happen. So in your purchase sequence, you want to include some things like a welcome, a welcome video, a welcome intro, however you want to welcome them to your community, your brand, your business, and let them know they've made a really good decision. Which leads us to key key point number two. Let them know why they remind them why they've purchased from you. Sometimes people buy things and then they get busy and then they're like, oh yeah, what was that that I bought again? Well, unfortunately, when that happens, if we don't remind them and really dig into the problem that they're having and how we are going to help them solve it, that can lead to horrible things, in my opinion, like refunds and people that don't have good experiences and they don't leave very good reviews. And we don't want that. We want it to be a good experience. We want them to feel confident in their decision and we can go and create an email sequence for them so that they do have that experience. Now, the sequence can be as long or as short as you want it to be, because ultimately what you're gonna wanna include in there are the steps for them to continue to take action, whether it's a program or if they're doing um, some sort of coaching or consulting with you, or if you're an author, we'll use an author this week for an example. If you're an author, and they have purchased your books, maybe you're offering them a bonus. Well, a good follow-up for the purchase sequence would be, here's your bonus, and then some tips and tricks to get traction with that bonus. So if, for example, you had a book on time management, and their bonus was a planning calendar that's going to help them manage their time. So some of the follow-up emails could be something like, "Um, this week, what are your top three goals? They, and you could break it down into categories or ask them to respond back. And then um, you could have the next thing be, you know, don't forget to Sunday night before you go to sleep, 
to do one, two, and three. And you could send that Saturday or Sunday morning as a reminder. And so there are a lot of ways to make this work in your business, but it's really important to have a purchase sequence to handle things like questions they may have, login details, if there's a portal they need to be accessing, a welcome video so they feel like they belong somewhere. So many times I've purchased things and I've gone off into the ether webs and I'm like, did they get my order? Like, did it go through? Cause I don't get any correspondence. And so if you don't have that purchase sequence set up to nurture them, they may be wondering, what did I just get myself into? Was this a good choice? Or did it even go through? And that's not the kind of experience we want to give our customers. So creating that purchase sequence is really uh, helpful for your business and important to your customers, especially as you start to build that relationship. Now, one thing I want to mention here that a lot of people don't think about when they're creating sequences is that depending on where they've come into your funnel, this could be a low priced offer. You have the potential to move them into a higher priced offer if they have a good experience with you. If they don't, you may be struggling and that could really be detrimental to them moving forward and becoming uh, a lifetime customer or increasing the percentage of of, um, money that they invest with you. So number one is to create a purchase sequence. So number two is an event sequence. Now you would use an event sequence for either a live training you're giving, a webinar you might be having, an evergreen webinar, or even an in-person event. And this sequence is basically assurance that you've reminded your your signup um, attendees to show up. Because we all know like how many reminders do you get and then you're still like, oh yeah, I totally forgot. You will not have a good uh, attendance rate for any event if you aren't reminding people multiple times of when the event is, how they participate, for example, a Zoom link, and what's in it for them. Because if you don't have those reminders, one, they're gonna wonder, same thing as we just talked about, um, did I get signed up for the event? Uh, Is there something to go with this? Is there a Zoom link? And the harder they have to look for the details and the information, the greater percentage that they won't attend. And so when we can be almost annoyingly momish with our email series, the opportunity that they will show up increases substantially. And so they've already said, yes, they want to come to this event. So let's make it easy for them on that day to say, oh yeah, I was going to attend that and click and get to the information quickly without having to search through their email for the links and the um, information, the workbook, whatever you've sent them for that event. So the event series is really important, especially if you're running something like a challenge or a webinar or any of those more uh, technical lead magnet type systems, because it, without having a, a higher number of attendees, the likelihood that you're gonna sell um, decreases. So we wanna have as many people there as possible so that you can send, uh, so that you can sell to them while they're on the webinar. And there's a lot of um, other strategy ideas around that. But this sequence is going to help you stay in front of them so that you get them on the call because the likelihood that they're going to call or that they're going to purchase after that webinar or that event or that challenge or that live training or whatever it is, um, is much, much higher. 
And so does that mean everybody on the webinar is going to purchase? No, that never happens. But the likelihood that people will purchase increases if you have more people there and you give them the opportunity with reminders. So the second sequence we're talking about is an event sequence that is used for webinars, challenges, live trainings, and even evergreen trainings. Um, I'm sure you've seen those where people can go and pick their time and it looks like it's a live training, but it's actually an evergreen training. So that is number two, which leads us directly to number three, which is your launch email series. And this is specific for if you're promoting a particular product or a service, or you have, um, usually there are promotional periods within your marketing calendar. Most people that I work with launch two to four times a year, depending on, you know, the price of their product and how many people they're taking into their system and all that sort of thing. So you would want to create a launch email sequence to align with that promotion to not only, um, move current email subscribers into, but also to attract new email subscribers that may haven't heard of you yet. And there's different ways we can do that. We're not going to dive into those today, but the launch email sequence has some really specific things that you want to include in it as well. So there are both like launch, the launch sequence includes three different, um, legs to it. So there's the pre-launch, which is like before you are actually launching your product and you're letting your list know, Hey, something's coming, something's coming, something's coming. And you give them the opportunity to kind of get ready for that. And that works for not only current subscribers, but also new subscribers. And then people that might find you along the way, um, as you're getting ready to launch or during the launch. So you'll want to send those pre-launch emails and those can be um, segmented depending on what the relationship is with you and your, your business and also where they're at in their buyer's journey. So that's the pre-launch sequence. And then you want to move directly into the launch sequence. This is where you tell them that you have a product available and you want to put some sort of um, expiration on it because that creates urgency and it is more uh, enticing to people to purchase. If they know it's available all the time, every day, what's the incentive for purchasing right now? There really isn't one. And so we want to provide an incentive to get people to jump off the fence and either say yes or say no. And so your launch sequence gives you the opportunity to do just that. You are reminding them that this is open, that is a limited time. You can um, dive into the specifics of what they're going to get in the course. You can dive into case studies from people that have had successes. You can dive into um, it, what it looks like to be part of the community. Anything that would be enticing and get people excited about being a part of this new product or service launch. And so that is your um, during launch series. And then you also have the opportunity to do a post launch series. Now the post launch series, you may be thinking, but it's after the launch. It's over. You just told us to like give them a uh, drop dead date so that they'll make a decision. Yes. But this is also an opportunity for you to uh, let them know that um, the doors are closed and give them information about people that did decide to join. Thank them for being part of your launch and just let them know that if they change their mind, that you, whenever you're going to relaunch the program. So let's say you're going to launch it at the end of October. You may say doors are closed now, but if you missed the launch and you didn't get 
into the program this time or there was some, you know, maybe the financial reason was you, you couldn't do it right now because it's October and it's almost Christmas. Don't worry. The program is going to open back up again on January 15th and you'll have the opportunity to partake and um, be a part not only of the, the product launch again, but also enroll if that's something that works for you. If you want to be the first to know about this, then you could create a, a wait list for them to sign up or a button to click or whatever you want to do, but it keeps them engaged. And then it also gives you the opportunity to know, hey, they really are interested, but there was something that happened that kept them from investing this time around. And so that's really powerful stuff. So that's kind of your post launch sequence. And that can be a couple of emails. I probably wouldn't do more than one or two because you've already inundated them with a bunch of emails. Um, But there are some other nifty little marketing strategy things that you could throw in those as well. But that launch sequence is actually three parts, pre, during, and then post launch. And then the last piece of uh, the launch, and this kind of coincides with the launch piece, um, is your sales sequence. And so this is the one and only time that you really want to start selling your product. And a lot of times these can be added into your launch sequence. So you're talking about the product coming up, all of that sort of stuff, but it can also co-mingle with a sales sequence. So for example, if you're not doing a launch and you just want to get people Um, enrolled in your coaching program, for example, and you have 10 slots available, you may just do a sales sequence. So that doesn't mean you dive in and say, bye, bye, bye. Here's all the 9,000 things in there. It means that you um, focus on the benefit for the client, the, you know, focus on the problems they're having now, give direct connections to how other people have had those same problems and found success with your program all of those sorts of things. And then ultimately you want people to buy. So this is where you ask them to make a decision, yes or no. And if they say no, it don't take it personally. Like I remember um, when I was creating uh, different courses and products and different things and people would say no and I get so upset because they unsubscribed or they just you know didn't respond or whatever it was until somebody gave me really sound advice, which was it's only no for now. And so even if they unsubscribe, that doesn't mean it's no forever. They may come across you again and be like, oh, that just wasn't the time for me. But now I'm really, you know, intrigued by what they're doing and what they're selling. And so now I do want to know. I do want to know what they have to offer. And I do have an opportunity to actually move forward and work with them. So those are the last four sequences to create in your business. So just as a refresher, The first one was the purchasing sequence for people that have actually purchased from you. The second is an event sequence, and that would apply to things like challenges and launches and webinars and evergreen webinars. And then that's followed up by either a sales sequence or a launch sequence. Um, And like if you're doing an evergreen webinar, you would move straight into a sales sequence. You wouldn't go into a launch sequence because you're not launching anything. So that's the differentiation between those different sequences. If you need help with any of these sequences or mapping out a strategy, that's what I do for people every single day. And I am happy to work with you um, and I'm happy to answer questions. The best way to get started is to go to my website and sign up for a free 30 minute call just to see if we're a match for each other. And even better, just to see if you can get a second set of eyes on what you're already doing. So if you're interested in that, just head on over to elisaconnor.com and click the schedule now button 
and grab yourself a 30 minute call. In the meantime, thanks so much for tuning in. If you found value in this episode, I would love for you to share it with someone else who is struggling with their email marketing. Because as you both, as you know, and I know, email marketing is super powerful if it's done right. And I want to make sure that you have the school, the skills and the tools in order to make it work for your business. So thanks again. In the meantime, I will see you next week. Take care, stay safe and be well. Did you miss something during the podcast? Maybe forgot to take notes? No worries. We've taken all the notes for you. All the resources, links, and information in this episode, you can find over at alisaconnor.com forward slash podcast. That's A-L-I-S-A-C-O-N-N-E-R.com forward slash podcast.
In the meantime, be well, take care, and stay safe.